Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talk, this is the Rotherham United podcast and it's going to be more positive this time, um, pretty sure we can guarantee that. Uh, Matt Taylor's first win as Miller's boss uh, come at on Saturday against Huddersfield 2-1 victory, plenty to cover from goals scored, goals conceded, goal conceded sorry, um, and then we can look ahead to Tuesday when we'll have on Sky again, eh? can't take us off telly a minute <laughs> uh, as we go to Stoke. Um, Mick is with us. How are you doing, Michael? All good, mate. Thank you. Are you? Ah, very, very good. Danny, how's it going? It's going very well, thank you. Wonderful. We're all happy with three points back in the back pocket, aren't we? <laughs> oh, yes. John Hensby says, good evening. A good win yesterday. Just with the doctor order, it was important. Matt Taylor got his first victory in the bank. First victory in order. It didn't come on his back. Absolutely. David Lawson's with us. Andrew Kelly says, good evening. Are we still on cloud nine after the Georgie Kelly goal? Just about. Mm-hmm. Brock, good evening. Hope we're a little happier. Yes, we are. Bazza, Carl, Phil, Mark, Gambles, Noel Jordan. Plenty of people with us so far today. Um, let's go back to the start of the game, though, Mick. <laughs> the starting lineup comes up, <laughs> and I think every single Rotherham fan's going, oh, God, what's going off here? What the... <laughs> <laughs> Danny messaged us saying Matt Taylor's been on Jaeger. Yeah. Um, it was strange. <laughs> it all became very clear post match the reasons why. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just it, it was a worrying. Was it a worrying? It was a strange starting level, weren't it? It was, and 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 I'd sort of got my cynical head on. You know, we've got where we are so far this season with having a, a really good mixture of, of youth and experience. And then we, we look at that lineup and there's about 300 years experience just at back five, you know what I mean? And, and, it, and all of a sudden you start to think, well, hang on a minute, are we going down that old sort of, let's just show the, use the old heads route, you know what I mean? The sort of Gareth Southgate England route, we just use people who've done it before and and not have any anybody, um, any sort of... I don't know, exuberance of youth, you know what I mean, that got us where we are. 
but obviously, like you say, after the match, it all became clear as to why that was uh, or why the lineup was as was it as it was. But um, yeah, initial thoughts weren't weren't positive. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, Danny dropped, dropped out. We'll I think his internet's playing up. <laughs> we'll get Danny back shortly. Um, <laughs> ignore, take into account the post match. Then the only real problem. Well, the only real sort of question mark is Cameron Umphrey still not getting a start. Mm. And that's the only thing that didn't answer itself post-match. He obviously, obviously came on briefly at the end of the game. Yeah, um, It's strange, isn't it? And I, I get Peltier's got a million years worth of experience and Grant Hall and Woody exactly the same. But I just don't understand why he's not getting minutes. No, I, I don't, and that were my that were my feeling. And for me, after after the whole performance at Blackburn, I felt if anybody was going to drop out of that back three, it, it would be him, mm. uh, because I, I don't think he had a good game at all. And and as I've said before, you know, he, he was he was complicit in probably all three of the goals. So I, I I felt that would be where the change would be, and Cameron Humphries would come back in, um, because we were so solid when he was in there originally. So I, I'm I'm mm. a bit surprised as to why he's not not getting his starting berth back. However, obviously as a new manager, he's, he's got he's got you know he's he's got to get used to the the squad that he's got, and um, it it is difficult to drop all that experience out of your squad. I accept that, but you know he, he's going to have to take the plunge sooner or later. And Cam Humphries is 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 one of our best centre halves. There's no question about that in my mind, despite his age and relative lack of experience in comparison to everybody else. So it will get his chance, obviously. And once he gets his chance, I, I don't see him dropping back out again without mm. without it being an injury. But um, we've just got to give this manager some time to bed in and and, and recognise his best team. Uh, but it's Cameron Humphreys is part of his best team, in my view. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. No, no I get what you mean. Um, it, it's strange because it all will because uh, he basically fits into what Matt Tiller's trying to do. Obviously, trying to be better on the ball, trying to be smarter on the ball. Mm. Cam Humphries brings you that, doesn't he? He, he? he is a better on the ball defender than all three of the guys that played in front of him on the deck. Certainly, obviously, other parts of his game is a bit roaring, but I'm, I'm surprised because of the way he's trying to play. I'm, I'm that's even more surprising to me mm. why he's not got in the starting eleven. Um, but. Yeah. I think from what Matt Tiller said, Woody's not going to play all three games, you know, from what, how he did previous weeks. So yeah, it's yeah. going to be some changes, chopping and changing. Danny yeah. should be back with us, maybe. Maybe not. How are you doing, Danny? Are you with us? Uh, I think so. I think, my com- I think my computer was just having a, a moment to itself. <laughs> is, is your mum on Amazon, on Amazon ordering stuff? No, she's not. She, she's not here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Charlie Simpson said lineup was a shock, definitely unexpected. Yes, it was. Um, we'll come on to the reasons behind those, you know, the injury stuff that got post match, which brought us all back down to earth a little bit um, after the game. Um, let's talk about Tommy. Tommy's got a second start in a row. Um, Ta- Mark Gamble says, "Ari Tommy, don't have a problem with him per se, but the style of play we play when he's when he's on is awful." We'll get found out not using our midfield in this league. Our best football has been on the deck. Um, he thinks my, my, he thinks that Eve should be plan B or C. I don't necessarily disagree with that, to be honest with you. Um, but in terms of his performance, Danny, I thought he's only played like four games for us. 
Um, but I thought I thought it was comfortably his best performance um, out of the three games so far. He, he looks like he's gradually getting up to speed. It's taking time, but there is an a very obvious improvement. I think. Yeah, over the last two games, he has improved and he's got rid of ring rust. I think, and that's mm. why he's looked a bit better. Um, but the comment about potentially being a plan B or a plan C, yeah, I sort of understand that because I agree we've played a better football when it's been on the floor. I mean, mm. against um, Huddersfield, yeah, some of our passing triangles were absolutely incredible. It's like we created a fantastic passing triangle in the build-up to Kelly's goal. Mm. Um, the little knockabout between Washington, uh, Fergie and Rathbun, I think it was. Yes. Uh, just knocking it between each other and just pulled the defence out and then found the space for uh, for Barlasser to sweep the ball in. Um, but with Eves, I think he's definitely a... I don't want to describe it. He's, he's a bit like a, a kitchen sink sort of footballer. You know, you throw him on yeah. when you are trying to get a goal, whether it's nil-nil or one-nil, and, you know, you've got under pressure and you're getting a lot of set pieces. You need someone who will get on the end of it. And I think Eves is your height in that situation, even though the first thing George Kelly does is outleap him with winning a header. Um, but yeah, Eves is, is very slowly getting better. And yeah. I, I think he is quite slow with pressing balls um, and running after loose balls. He does look quite slow in certain situations. Um, but I think in the early stages of the season, when we need to be racking up as many points as we possibly can up until the World Cup, um, I don't think he's your starting man. I think he's your man when you have to dig in and you know really, really scrap for any points or goals you can around February, March time, and he might come into his own. But right now, um, I think the better option would be to be for Kelly because he just gets stuck in all the time and upsets people. And that's exactly how he got his goal. He got stuck in uh, and met a great tech down from Woody and uh, just threw, flew his leg at it and scored. And that's the sort of player you need. The player will just win you the point mm. in certain aspects in the game. Um, but I do I I berate Tom Eves in the games because it's frustrating to see him not have the pace, do half the balls. But when you really sit down and study it, it's like, you know, a bit of, bit of rust there. He's still putting effort in for it. He's just a little bit too cautious in jumping for challenges. I think, and that's one thing he's he needs not brave, to change. He's not as brave as Kelly, is he? Yeah, and that could be because of his uh, his injury had in pre-season or he's trying to protect it and this, that and other. But, yeah, so some people say that the absolute grand reception that Kelly got might put his confidence in the gutter. No, I disagree. I think that will encourage him more to put it more effort in and try because it's like that's what they think of him and I need to be in front of him. So that that should be his motivator to really get stuck in now. Mm. Uh, John Morrell says for him, Eves looked uh, doesn't look fit. He looked it was very slow. It was his first touch is not there either. His first touch is dreadful at the minute, and I assume his first touch must be better than that to, to be playing the championship for a few years. So I assume that's got to come at some point. But <laughs> his first touch in not just yesterday, Mick. His first touch has let him down recently quite a few times, where he's he's done the hard work, got himself in a in the in a position. And then the touches just bounced away from him. It's just, it feels like he's just not there yet. It, it does. And I, I agree with John. He's, not, he's definitely not fit. Uh, they, he can't possibly be fit um, because, I mean, he, he's carrying so much bulk. And that's, I'm not saying weight, 
but he's such a big unit. Mm. You're never ever going to get the pace from him that that's required to 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 play that role, really. You know, and as you say, his touch is not great at the moment. He's, he's obviously out. He's, he's obviously out of, out of form, having not played for a, a while. So every every ball bounces off him. It, his job within that system is to hold the ball up, um, and and he's not he's not even he's not able to do that at the moment. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I have no problem with the guy at all. He, he just he, like I say, he is just slow and 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 not really match fit, but. The issue I have with it is that it completely changes the way we play football, um, and and it's not how we got to where we were earlier in the season. It's not how those performances came about by having a big man up front and the ball, you know, bouncing off him, off him essentially, and us having to having to chase down the the second balls and everything. It's just not the style of football that that suits the rest of the squad, um, and and Georgie Kelly. Is not the same type of player as Tom Eaves. Yeah, he'll win your headers. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll you know he'll, he'll put himself about. But he's not the big man up front. Not your sort of mm. Michael Smith archetypal big man up front. So um, I suspect, particularly with the injury to Chio, that um, that that Matt Taylor will continue with Tom Eaves. I, I, I'm I'm convinced that he will. Um, it just reminds me a little bit of a. Of a Sheffield United version of Harry Maguire, you know what I mean? You know, he's got the turning circle of, a, of an oil tanker. Um, and it's just because he's just so big. Yeah. He's so big that it, it's not physically possible to turn all that lot around in, you know, in, in a short, short space of time. But we'll have to wait and see, won't we? We'll have to wait and see. I just, it's the style of football that encourages that worries me. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's move on to some positives. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that, that was sort of a positive, not quite. Um, we'll start with the first goal, Danny. Um, a very, very, very nicely worked goal. For me, it's been created by Oli Rathbone taking up the position on the left-hand side, which has just basically blown Uddersfield's mind and given us an extra man over there, which has caused the overload, and then opened up the space for Barlas. So that move by Rathbone has done like three different things, which has created the goal. And he did. He did it quite a lot. He did it. Two, he did it four or five times in the game. So there's clearly an idea to get an overload in certain areas to give Barlas the space. Give Barlas the space, then we all know what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think it's the challenge from from Rathburn on um, oh, their number eighteen called. Um, I can't remember. Now. You're anyway, right. Anyway, yeah. him. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was his challenge, and he he honestly gets caught in possession uh, and tries to play it out and not. Boot it out basically, mm. and Ollie catches him in possession, wins the ball, brings it to Barlasser. And thankfully, it was on Sky because I've able to have a look at it a little bit more with the replays. Mm. And you see Barlasser look at um Fergie, I think it was, and then glance at Wash, and then he's gone no bang straight through to Wash, and it's a fantastic finish. Um, but that's that's the midfield play. That win that well that scores us goals, you know, using the midfield and utilizing it, and and then just look what's happened. All right, it's a very well taken finish from Wash, who has scored both of his goals in that top right corner, by the way. <laughs> so uh, any other rival teams watching this, you put a bit of cardboard in that top right corner, Wash won't score at all. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, again, it's the hard work from the midfield. I thought all three midfielders were on the game mm. against Huddersfield. Wales looked nearly back to his League One self in terms of work rate. Uh, didn't quite get a goal out of it, but his work rate was very good and he seems to have um, settled, shall we say. He seems to have settled now after the transfer window and Paul Warren leaving. Uh, and that's a quid in the tin, damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, all three of them were great, but it was Rathbun's challenge that created it, Barlas's through ball that made it, and then Washington's well taken strike that finished it. Mm. It's quite a good analogy, I like that. <laughs> uh, I watched him make. We're all desperate for Washington to get the goals because we all just like him. We all just like the way the way he is. He, he's, he's quick. He's athletic. He's he's Rotherham United player. That's what he is. He is a Rotherham United player. Um, and we're all if he gets ten goals this season, I think I'm happy. I'm happy with that. To be honest with you, he's not a goal scorer. He got fifteen in League One to come up to League to the Championship. I think ten's fine because uh, it gives everything else. But it, the finish itself is a superb finish. The keeper's got zero chance, has it? I know he's got a minute. He's got a bit of time. But it could not have placed it any better if he picked it up and walked it in. It, it, an absolute peach of a finishing. We were we were right behind it, so yeah. it, it just it looked even better from where we were, you know. And and you're right, the keeper had no chance, and he, and he's no slouch that keeper, mm. you know. When he's not fronting stereophonics, he's uh, he's a good goalkeeper. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it, it was an absolute top top notch finish. Um, and, and everything you've said about the build-up to it as well, it was uh, it was a well-worked goal. Uh, it, it was a little bit scrappy to start with until um, until it came to uh, to to, to Barlasser. But from that point on, it was just the the ball. If you look at Barlasser, if you watch it back, he it, it, it just it hesitates for a second. He waits for that space to open up, uh, and and then he just plays it absolutely perfectly into Washington, who's finished like I said, just just top class, top draw. So um, hopefully, like you said, he'll be he'll bag a few more. All in that corner. All in that corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Their ring team was Kasumu. Kasumu. There we it go. sounds like a noise I make when I sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's have a quick mention about Dan Barlaster because while he's here, let's just enjoy him. Um, Jake the Snake says hi everybody. Uh, how we all have to win. Barlaster is an absolute baller. Yes, he is. Um, Ian Colcuff, brilliant steal by Ollie, great pass by Dan. What a finish, brilliant composure by, by, by all of them, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Ann Simpson's Barlasa was unplayable yesterday. Um, Nick's right, that, that delaying of the pass, knowing that the space, because Washington didn't make a particular move, it was, he, he couldn't because it was almost offside. But Barlasa knew that space was going to open up. And that just shows his vision. He's, he's already knowing what, the opposite, what, what, what he thinks the opposition is going to do. And it just gives him the opportunity to pick up a, a brilliant pass, which no, nobody else in the team does that, Danny. He is the only person in that team that picks that pass, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think it is actually between Barca and Kasumu, between uh, the number of assists in the Championship this season. I think both so, are... Sober. Uh, yeah, Sober, so, Sober Summers, that's the one. Um, so, yeah, and if Bar- I think I've seen this uh, this this tweet from... Um, what was it by? Um, Dino, I think it was, saying that if Barca was in a team surrounded by much more like on the ball creative players mm. he would run riot in those sort of teams we're very very lucky to have Barlasser and ha- with how creative he is and um he just runs the midfield distribution really doesn't he like yeah, yeah sometimes he's a bit misplaced with passion uh, with passes and 
Uh, he doesn't quite have the composure with set pieces that he had in uh, in League One, purely because this is the Championship and you know there's a little bit more at stake, shall we say? Um, for example, the free kick, which eventually led to Kelly's goal, which was just fired straight into someone's midriff. Yeah. Um, but, other than, but other than that, with like his, his vision, um, like we've said, the little delay in play for the space to open up and spotted the two players making the run and made that decision to play in wash. That's just natural ability, in my opinion. That's something you mm. don't really learn. You've either got that eye or you haven't. And thankfully for us, Barlas has not, not just got one eye, he's got two for that. Answer because sometimes his passes are absolutely laser guided. Was it by last year playing absolute laser out to Ardin on yeah, the right hand yeah. side? That everyone who was sat around me at that point was just in a legit just in awe. I've never seen so many blokes just sat with the mouth open, all just going, <laughs> Wow, that that yeah, it was pure laser guided. That that's a cheat code pass. That I swear. Mm. Um, and the is very few players who can do that in the championship, and thankfully for us, Barlasser is one of them. Mm. Um, so yeah, Dan, uh, I'll have me at checking the post for promoting you that much. Uh, cheers. <laughs> yeah. There was also another one, mate. I think it was to Wiles again, like it was last week. They were inside pass with Wiles. I don't think I think the keeper got there first. I, I can't watch back now, but it mm. wasn't just a couple of times. It wasn't once or twice. Barlasser's doing this in the game. He's just doing it for fun, yeah. uh, which is brilliant. I mean, I'm going to play the negative card here. What happens if it goes? What happens if somebody comes in January and says, right, here's four million quid. Um, you know, he's out of contract in summer. What do we do from there? Because how how much would it cost us to find another Dan Barlaster? You won't find another you won't find one initially. Um, but they are out there, but they cost a lot of money. Um, that's why we were lucky to get hold of him. Uh, but but on the flip side of that, you know, we can't we, we know he's gonna leave. Mm. The, 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 unless we get ourselves promoted to Premier League, he's going to leave. Um, yeah, I know. Hopefully, hopefully we can get him on a longer deal so we can get mm. a decent wedge for him, but he will leave. Um, so it's in the meantime, hopefully we're going to have to find somebody that, that can take that place. We, we haven't had a Dan Barlas uh, for, for many, many, many years. You know, we, so uh, you can't, uh, and very few teams have got one. Mm. So you know it's not as though you can't play football without one, um, but while you've got one, while you've got while you've got Mr. Barlasser in there, then you've got to just make a while it sunshines, aren't you? Um, and hopefully we'll get him on a get him to sign another deal before we uh, before he before he goes to pastures new. Uh, but just enjoy it, just enjoy it. Doctor, yeah. sorry, Jalen Simpson said. I read the comment that way. I misread it, but Jalen Simpson said, "I think Matt Taylor will build around Dan." And do all he can to keep him. I thought she put build a house for Dan. <laughs> nah. I'll, be, I'll build the house for him. I've played that mission in Red Dead Redemption. I know how to yeah. build a house. <laughs> we all need to build a house for him to say, "We'll all chip in. We'll build the house." Um, yeah. If there's anything you, if there's anything that can be done by Tony Stewart and the club to keep Dan Barlas, so you you throw the kitchen sink at it. You offer him what you were going to pay Michael Smith and Icky. You give him everything that he wants. Because if you is the type of player that will get get better with age, won't he? As his vision gets better, and as his skills get better, and as he, his know how gets better, he's nowhere near his ceiling yet. Listen, if if the rumours were true about what they were looking to offer Smithy um, and or Icky, then I'm sorry, but really, would you really take Smithy over Barlaster? 
Really? So uh, nobody, and I mean nobody in their right mind, would ever consider that to be that to be a, an option. And therefore, you have if you've if if we have offered that amount of money, then that's an absolute no-brainer, no-brainer. You know, you offer him whatever you possibly can to to keep him to keep him here. Um, you know, so let's see, we'll see what happens. Tony might need to buy a new car, so you know, Ballister might have to go new car and a new box of cigars in Cuba so, to give to Dan just to keep it. No, no, instead of paying him, oh, you, right, know, okay. you know how tight he is, <laughs> tight as oh, <laughs> and, and I mean, if he, you know, spending his own money on himself is just unforgivable, really. I can't, I can't believe it, man. I can't oh, believe it. <laughs> Moving on. Brian Vernon says, Tony Towner is his all-time favourite favorite Miller, but Danny's close to overtaking him. Worth the entrance fee alone when he's on form. Uh, the Geordie Hoddle, which is a new one. We like that. Uh, Amy Woolhouse says, the only trouble uh, is Danny's destined and also wants bigger things. His dream is to play in the Premier League. He's made that known on a number of occasions and we wish him all the best if he does achieve that dream. Absolutely. And this is, if he goes on to, to sign for... Pick out Burnley as an example, maybe not the Burnley team, and he finds his way back to the Premier League. We'll all be cheering him on, you know. When he eventually makes an appearance for Turkey, which I think, which I think is something he, he would like to do in the future, we'll all be watching the game, cheering him on. Um, yeah, he's a special hopefully, player. Hopefully, if he does go, he'll sign for Newcastle, and we won't have to pay a sell-on fee. True. <laughs> well, yeah, let's pay it to themselves. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the one thing I'm going to have my claim to fame of is that wherever Dan Bathley ends up, which I think will be the Premier League at, at least some point in his career, he still follows me on Twitter. So I will have bagged a, a future Premier League footballer as a follower on Twitter. That is my claim to fame. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like we said, Balas is going to go on to play, I think, like, it's, like I said, play for Turkey, um, probably sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um and I think um, it was the very, very best decision we've made to turn down the offers from, I think it was Blackpool, who wanted to sign him. Um, so he's going from strength to strength <laughs> with us. That's a mind, that, by the way. A million yeah. quid. A million pounds. <laughs> what were they thinking? Yep. And, and I think, I think uh, I know this is just my um, thinking with my Miller's glasses on, but if Barlow was just to sign a new deal and we were to... Uh, stay up and finish quite strongly this season, which at this point we still are on course to do, then he can build on that next season and build on it again. And then he can leave for a team that's really pushing up the leagues and then move into the Premier League. That sounds like a solid business idea. It just depends on us this season. I think if he signs a new contract and we finish in the relegation places, then we should entertain offers for him. I think even, even if he has signed a new contract... I think that's that is more safety for us rather than him. But if we finish strongly, and then he looks at that and goes, we can st- keep building on that. Then that's doors opening all over the place for him, not just here with us and improving his game with us, but also elsewhere in future. Um, so, Alison, if you're listening, make sure that's written down because uh, that's now the plan for your son. He is staying here with us. <laughs> Uh, Jalen Simpson says, "I have all the play, all the three, all the players are rumored. Uh, the three main players are leaving over the summer. Dan is the only one who really put himself in the shot window. I, I would add consistently. Cheers, cheers, add flashes with his goals. But Barlas has, I don't think he's had a bad game yet. 
Yeah. I completely agree. We, we said this in the summer, I think all three of us said, the Championship will suit him better than League One. And it has mm. so far. Mm. Five assists, second top assists in the season, like six goal involvements, and he missed a penalty, so he could have had seven goal involvements. Um, yeah, let's see. We'll see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, yeah, goal for Huddersfield. Let's talk about that. At the time, Danny, I was thinking, oh, it's rubbish defending. But you watch it back. Washington was marking Danny Ward. I have got two points, I suppose. First of all, I feel really sorry for Washington because he got cut off. It was, a, it was a great move by Huddersfield to cut him off. He couldn't get through. But also, why is Connor Washington marking Danny Ward? Danny Ward's famously quite good in the air, and Washington's not very big. Seems a bit of a mismatch, mm. that one. Um, I think it was um, <clears throat> just a mistake at the time. I think mm. I think Washington probably got left with with Danny Wards because um, after that Woody was on him all the time mm. and then he was kept very quiet. So it was actually good to see we rectified that mistake more or less immediately. Um, but that goal for us field straight off the craning grounds for them. Um, they've obviously rehearsed that down to a T. Like like you say, Wash got cut off, so that's been rehearsed. Um, and then Ward just sort of goes in and just gets a tapping, and it sort of goes underneath everybody. It's a bit, it's a bit lucky that it does go underneath everybody, but I can't really blame Victor because he hasn't got line of sight on it because everyone's in front of him. Um, Ward has got a good connection on it, and was probably destined to score against us with his first trip back since leaving for Cardiff. So fair enough. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, they've rehearsed it as well. Um, just a good goal for them, very well worked goal. Um, it's just a shame that it, we were only in front for what was it about five minutes, wow. something like that. That was a bit of a um, a, a heart pull, but it is what it is, I think. Yeah, one of my favorite bits, Mick, was the free kick that led to it where he hit the wall and went over. Was Victor go to dive, stand still, and then just sort of fall over anyway <laughs> <laughs> on the floor for no reason. Um, yeah. I'm a tickle that to be honest. What, what were your view on the goal? Um, well, I've I've watched quite a bit of American football this week, um, as you're aware, um, and, I, and I've clipped the, uh, the that that goal so that Ben can take it to his uh, his defense coordinator because some of the blocking of the Rotherham defenders within that was absolute textbook textbook American football. Um, so there was a lot going off off the mm. ball. Um, and that there's no surprise whatsoever that we didn't get anywhere near it because the, the, most of the Huddersfield players, they're, they're, all they were there for was to block any movements mm-hmm. of the defenders to uh, to clear it out for um, for, for clear the space for Danny Ward to uh, to get his shot away. So I, I didn't realise that was a thing in football, in real football. Uh, but some, maybe Matt Taylor should be working on it. It's, uh, if we're allowed to do it, it's good. Uh, let's get it done. Let's try it. I mean, technically, they didn't do anything wrong. They just stood in the way. They didn't pull them. They didn't, well, they didn't... stood in the way. I mean, they've got both arms out. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. it, listen, anywhere else on the and I'm not complaining. Look, you know, it is what it is. Um, but anywhere else on the pitch, that's always going to be given as a foul, always, um, because you just can't do it. You can't put both arms out and stop players coming past you. It's just you can't. Except it would appear at, uh, at corners, but there's so much going off in that in in, yeah. in the box at corners. You know, it, it is what it is. It's it's, um, mm. it's just I just find it quite interesting that role and uh, comparable. Yeah, Jay Allen Simpson asks, does Matt Taylor do zonal on man marking? Could explain the odd matchup. It was a mix. 
Um, certainly, Tom Eves was Mark was essentially the front post. I think for the first, I think Woody was sort of central. It looked like a bit of a mix of zonal and man and man marking, which I don't mind. I don't mind anything to be honest with you. Um, John Morell says, "Not a thing." You had a blocker for Wood when he scored against us this season. <laughs> Take those rose tinted glasses off. No, I don't believe that, John. I can't. I don't recall that at all. Uh, <laughs> We've slept since then. We can't remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Ian Cockle says, "A bit disappointed with Victor. It didn't save it because he saves everything." Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, brief mention on the referee. Bazza says, take, take this point first of all. It's crazy refereeing when Eves was flagged for offside. The referee let, let Huddersfield take the free kick five yards inside our half. Now, that is allowed. That is the law. So, how it works is for when Eves was on, offside, when he was in the, uh, the Huddersfield half, he was in an offside position. The offence doesn't happen, it's not an offence until he touches the ball or goes towards the ball. Just uh, hands down, Mick. Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> it's not um, an offence until he moves towards the ball or touches the ball. So the offence can occur technically anywhere on the pitch. And the free kick is taken from where the offence take, takes place. So offsides now can be taken in the, in the other half where, where it normally would be. I know Mick's going to agree with that, and a lot of people may disagree with that, but that is the law. That is correct that the referee has allowed that to happen. Um, Mick, I, I, I thought that Eves was flagged offside in our half. That's where my complaint came from. But if it was offside in their half um, when the ball was kicked and came back on and touched it in our own half, then I sort of understand where the refs come from with that law application. So, fair enough. Mick's going to have a less reasoned argument, I think. That was one of the two things he got right all afternoon. Oh, yeah. really. so, um, so I, I get what you're saying, Matt, and I, I fully accept that, and I know that it's right. Yeah, and I, I, I understand that. So I had an argument, not an argument, a discussion with the chapel sits next to us. Later on in the in the half, uh, later on in the second half, there's a ball crossed into the Huddersfield penalty area. I can't remember whether it was Tom Eves. No, it was, it was first half, weren't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Tom Eves or whoever it was was standing in an offside position. Okay, the ball's crossed in. He's standing in an offside position. The defender heads it out for a corner, but it's given offside. The Rotherham player made zero attempt to go for the ball, none whatsoever. So that can't be offside, or the other one can't be offside. It can't be both. And this is this is my issue. We've made the made the law, made the made the offside rule law, whatever you want to call it, so complicated, so difficult for people to understand that it just can't be implemented properly. It's ridiculous. If he's offside, he's offside. If it, if it, it doesn't make any sense to me, because that's not given. That same set of circumstances where the player's standing in an offside position but doesn't go for the ball. Nine times out of ten, it's not given. But then, then it is. I, I refer you back to the, the the Sunderland game last year, where the ball's crossed into our box. The Sunderland player's in an offside position. Icky goes for the ball, scores his own goal. That's not offside. But this was the same, exactly the same scenario. And this is why people get frustrated. Well, I get frustrated. <laughs> I do. And and it, are you really make your mind up? I know you were going to bring this up. <laughs> 
I know exactly who going to show up. Yeah, you're right. I, I agree. I agree with you. That 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 particular decision is one or the other, but it's different line or giving different interpretations. But they get, why you can't have a different interpretation of a straightforward rule. You, you clearly can. I don't know. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. That was a, that yeah. was a, that shouldn't have been given because we're compared to the icky incident last season. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sean Green is a ridiculous law. I agree. Um, I, I don't disagree with you, but that's where we are. And I think a lot of people in the stadium obviously didn't understand the law because a lot of upset people about it. You've got to, yeah. That's that's why. That's by why basically. We'll come to another referring decision later on. Which divides that opinion as well. Um, <laughs> the right opinion. Uh- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Um, let's move on. I can't believe we took 35 minutes to talk about Georgie <laughs> Kelly. What is wrong with us? Um, the game changed on, let me find exactly what minute, 58 minutes. Georgie Kelly comes off of Tommy's. Tommy's did his job, did, ran around a lot, did very, very good. Never never really a goal threat, but did, did, did a decent enough job. Georgie Kelly comes on and just goes, well, I'm just going to put ball back in it then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a... It was a Decent build-up from a poor free kick, as you've mentioned, Danny, from Barlas. The shot was rubbish. But the composure from everybody else, Barlas had took up a really wide position. The ball again in is a superb ball from Dan. Um, and Richard Wood wrestles about three men off him to put it on a plate for Georgia Kelly. And it's a very good finish. At the time, I just thought he just put it back in it. He was falling down. It's got up back off the floor. Um, and you would just love Georgia Kelly a bit more, don't we? Yeah, I'm just going to make a note of the time so my missus knows when to tune in for the George Kelly stuff. 36-23, right, so. Um, but yeah, I am taking all the credit for George's goal because I shouted at him, Georgie, go and tell the gaffer that you want to get on that pitch. A minute later, he comes on the pitch. Three minutes later, he's scored. So uh, thank you very much. My CV will be on Matt Taylor's desk Monday morning. Um, but yeah, talking about Kelly's goal, he's, um, again... Striker's instincts, that is something George Kelly has just naturally got. We've talked about Dan naturally having the eye for a through ball 
and a laser pass. Kelly's just got the eye for goal. He's just that goal scorer. He's um, he's a little bit, he's a little bit like a um, a little bit like an Irish Billy Sharp about him. You know, mm. he just knows where the goal is, um, and yeah, and he's determined to get the ball in the net, no matter what body part it comes off. Because like mm. you say, he was on his way down. As he's on his way down, he's controlled it with his chest. Yeah. And then sort of stumbled on one knee and then just swung his leg at it, completely duped the goalkeeper who thought it would go into his right and the ball's gone to the keeper's left and nestled in the goal and North Stand's roof's just come off. Um, but that's what Georgie offers. Georgie offers that just natural ability to go, I'm going to pick the ball up and I'm going to shoot. You know, he's done it against Gillingham. Uh, he's done it against Blackpool. And now he's done it against Uddersfield. So that's his th- that's more or less his three ticked off now. He's got mm. the promotion clincher, his first own goal, and the winning goal in a derby. Which, um, yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing for Georgie, to be fair. Because um, he's just going from strength to strength. I saw a comment mentioned earlier that even in Georgie's interview, he doesn't feel like he's mentally ready for a start. And if that's the case, fair enough. You know, fair, fair enough on that one because so far he's been one of the best impact subs in recent memory. And yeah, I can just see him going from strength to strength still. Um, oh, his next one he needs to tick off now is an trick, by the way. That's the next <laughs> one, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Paul Bucks has noise level when Kelly came on and, and the limbs when he scored were just wow. Yeah, can, can, but, can I just can I interject then on the limbs when he scored? I legit went down two rows of seats <laughs> and I have a bruise on my back from a row of seats. Um, absolute um, wow. The first time I've been involved in home limbs because I normally sit on the front. Yeah, and yeah, I thought, you know what, I'll move and I'll go and sit with my mate. And George's come on, he scored, and now I've got a bruise back, so that's me never moving again. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I've I don't think, Mick, I know of a player who's made such an impact straight away. And I, you can, you could take out the Gillingham goal because before he came on at Gillingham, already all the Rotherham fans were willing him to do well. Even mm. before he'd come on the pitch, I can't remember that ever happening ever before. When he's warming up, he's getting a bigger cheer when he warms up than anybody else I've ever seen. Yeah. When he comes on, the stadium goes up. Ignore the goals. It, there's something about him, and I don't know what it is, and I, I don't know if we can put his finger on it, but there's something about him where with this club, where he just gets it, we get him, and there's just a link, and I, I, I don't really know how to explain it. No, I don't either. There's no point coming to me, because I don't. Um, I think I mentioned this on, on post-match. You know, I can't remember in my lifetime, realistically, a player having done so little and yet having such an impact mm. on the on supporters not necessarily on the games that he's played it albeit he has but but the the way that the supporters the, the, the supporters have taken him to heart for even before that Gillingham goal that Gillingham goal just cemented it yeah uh, you know even before that um and I, I, you're right I don't know why either I I, I mean he's so it's 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 it, Clearly, such a lovely bloke, you know. What I mean, and he, he's, he's, he, yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I, it's just, it's brilliant. It's just brilliant, and and uh, yeah, and, and he's so unorthodox. He's not, you mm. know, he's not. 
like anybody I've ever seen before, realistic, really. You know, he, he just, he, I don't know. I, I love him. Love him. Oh, yeah. He's really got his own style, hasn't he? And yeah. this is obviously an extreme example, but if you choose a cricket, if you like cricket, Steve Smith for Australia is very yeah. unique in the way he does it. He, he moves his movements and, and everything else. It's very unorthodox, mm-hmm. but it's perfect. It works for him. And there are obviously other examples in other sports, but off my head, I can't think of one in football who is so unorthodox, but it works. It works an absolute treat. You look at some of the goals he's scoring in Ireland now that are sort of coming up um, as it as 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 he's doing very well. Um, yeah, it's very. Danny, what are your thoughts on if, you, if you're better with words than me and Mick? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I think. <laughs> it's it's crazy. The link now is just it's un, it's unbreakable. It feels like it's unbreakable. The link between us and Georgia Kelly now. Yeah, um, I think it's um, <clears throat> a sort of a hand in hand sort of relationship because he's won his promotion from League One with his with <laughs> with being on the pitch for ten minutes on his debut and he's already clinched his promotion. So he's already a cult hero. But on Georgie's side of it, I think. He sort of looks at us as like his first forte into proper professional football. Because like mm. he said, he was playing part-time in Ireland for a bit and he did end up at a professional club. Um, but the League of Ireland isn't a completely professional league. I think it's made up of the like the big five, I think it is, who are the professional clubs. And then the rest are part-timers. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, it's just how the league works. And for him to come... Across, across like the little pond between us and Ireland, and then makes such a massive impact with just scoring one goal in his first appearance. It, it, that's what's made it a hand in hand relationship. He loves us for being so warm and welcoming to him, mm. and we love him for his exploits, but also his um, just his character. You know, he's he's still that little cheeky Irish lad in here, and he's not lost it. He's got that great cheeky grin about him. And if you watch his interview that he did. Um, when I follow after the game, he just doesn't stop smiling the whole time. Um, living his best life, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, he's just so happy about everything. And um, yeah, it, and then the more stuff you read about him as well, it just makes you love him more. You know, like how him and Ollie Rathbun have got a proper bro relationship, how they go and stop around each other's flats and make meals for each other. He's just one of them people where you just naturally love him and just want to be his mate. And um, and some of the videos I've seen of him in courtyard after we got promoted makes me want to be his mate as well because we yeah. can drink. Um, but, yeah, I just, drink. Yeah, but I, I just love him. I just love him. I've never said that I'm a man before, but I just love him to bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Paul Brock on, on the unorthodoxness. He says it's a bit like Tyson Fury with boxing, very unorthodox, but what, what works for him is very good. Um, get that with football, yeah. Yeah, Mike Miller, Georgie has a natural charisma about him, living the dream of being a footballer and showing it. Most of us can relate to that. I think yeah. that, that hit, I mean, Mike's hit the nail on the head there with it. That's absolutely right. I think that's probably what it is. And we can all relate to it as well. If, if, even if we're not all quite as intelligent as, um, as Georgie Kelly is. But, you know, I mean, we, we, we can see we, we all want to be that man, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, Nicholas Skidmore. It's crazy. He scored three goals and we absolutely love him. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, we'll come on to the Stoke game shortly. Um, we'll sort of talk about if he's going to start and things like that. We'll come to that in a minute. But yeah, that was the that was the second goal. We need to heap more praise on Richard Wood. We're certainly not, not heaped enough praise on Richard Wood, Danny. Uh, he got man of the match for Sky. Sky gave Richard Wood man of the match. 
um, which I don't necessarily disagree with. I didn't think he stood out, but it was Richard Wood. He was solid. Um, but his assist was, again, no, again, as much as nobody else is going to score like Georgia Kelly scored, and like nobody's going to do what Dan Barlasser did. Nobody else is going to do what Richard Wood did. He just literally, two men were going to get there first and got there first. Brilliant. Yeah, it, it, it were a, definitely a falling down sort of goal, wasn't it? Because uh, Woody's on his way down as he gets his head to it and um, listen to the Huddersfield comms and I follow and they were saying you can't let someone who's already going down get the head to it. Um, but Woody's sort of drawn the attention away from mm. Georgie in a sense because they've always seen Woody is, you know, that, that centre-half threat in the box and he'll get his head on it. Um and as the passes come in, they've seen Woody lurking at the back post and they've, they've gone off to mark him. Woody's played it back into play and Kelly's just, as we've already discussed, gone down and just swung his leg and scored. But for Woody to have not just the knowledge to play the ball back into the danger area, but also have the ability to do it whilst having two men on him directly and a third lurking and still get his head to it and still put it into the danger area. Fair play, Woody. Fair play. For that assist alone, I can see why he's one man of the match. But for overall performance, I would give it to Dabalas personally, but mm. um, I can see why, why Sky have given it him. The, th- yeah. the, th- the magic man came up with another trick. He's running <laughs> out of space to put them up his sleeve, but he's pulled another one out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how would you say we defended Mick? I felt for the most, I felt for the most part, we were we were pretty good. I still feel like set pieces. We had a comment here. I, I forgot to put it down, so apologies. I still feel like set pieces are now a little a weak spot. I might be, might be being harsh, um, but I, we're not defending set pieces as well as we were, are we? No, we're not. We're not. Uh, but overall, after the 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 disappointment of the mm. the defensive performance at Blackburn, I think it was it was a a massive step up this week. Um, it's no coincidence that Richard Wood's back in there to to marshal that defence. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily why the performance was as bad as it was at Blackburn. But either way, yeah, you're right. We've still got some work to do, and I don't think man, the manager has settled on his best combination in that back that back line. Um, there's been changes in all three games so far. That is, it, whilst he's been here. Um, and, and for me, the reason why we were so solid to start with was because that back line were pretty much settled right from right from minute one. Um, so he does need to settle on, on who's going to play in there. Uh, but yeah, the, defensively, in the main on Saturday, I, you couldn't pick out a bad player. And a few people mentioned it on um, on, on Twitter and in the comments as well. Wes, Wes was just Wes again. Yeah. To, you know, he was just... There was nearly pass, weren't there? Which which he was very loose. Yeah, it was just it, it, that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Grant Hall had a decent game. Uh, Peltier had a decent game. Woody, we've we've discussed. Um, I felt Fergie got isolated a little bit on that left hand side. Uh, it was a strange decision for me. Mm. Uh, is it San? What's his name? Sandro? Sandro? Is it Sandro? Sober. Sober Thomas. Sober. Well, I don't. Know. I'm thinking obviously thinking of somebody else. Sober. Quick lad, very very quick lad, and, and was really keen to, to 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 use all the width of the pitch, and I think it left Fergie a bit high and dry at times. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't start with Cohen Bramall because of his pace, uh, because we got caught out a couple of times. But the um, you know uh, Woody and Hall came across and 
Uh, sorry, Peltier came across and helped him out, so it wasn't a massive issue, but it could have been. Um, so, but yeah, we were all right, weren't we? We were all right defensively, not as good as we have been. Yeah. Um, Jonathan was just, I just didn't think Fergie had a good game. No, I, I, it was okay, I thought. I don't think there was anything special. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the, the, the pre match. Oh, we'll talk about Victor first. We haven't talked about Victor yet before we talk about that. Um, Victor's pulled off two great saves, and the first the first one fell to Rhodes, but he was offside. But the save itself was fantastic. And then there was one a little bit later on, Danny, where he's, it, it was a stop down to his right hand side. Um, he's just had another superb game, I think, Victor. We, we could we could say this every single week. He's just brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Like like you say, with the goal that was eventually given offside for Rhodes. Um, he has really flung himself and got that ball right out of the top corner. Um, which is a, it is a fantastic save in itself. I think, if anything, he'll be a bit gutted that he's not turned it behind mm. and he's sort of connected with it too cleanly and then brought it back into play. But thankfully, Rhodes was offside, so never mind. Um, but yeah, the the dive down to his right hand side when I think we could have been a bit click a bit quicker clearing the lines. Um, I, I can't remember who it was, but someone snapped at it and it played it straight into Holmes just outside the eighteen yard box. Yeah. I think it might have been Woody, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, we just needed to be a bit more composed and a bit quicker clearing the lines. But Victor still pulled out a stunning save down to his right hand side. He go he goes down so quick that if you blink, you'll miss it. Yeah. That, that's how quick he's got down. And I suppose it helps that he's not a six foot seven keeper. Um, but he still got down so quickly and got the ball. And there were multiple times where dangerous balls came in and he's gathered it like it were nothing. Um, and then just gathered it in the second half and sat on it and then wasted that little bit of time getting back up. But again, stellar performance from Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he'd have got a clean sheet, he would have been man of the match contender. Um, and there is a reason why he's kept five clean sheets because not only has he got the experience in front of him, but he can also pull off some decent saves. And when it's all working together, that's why he's kept five clean sheets this season. That's why we've only lost three games. And I think there's only six teams that have lost three or less so far this season, us being one of them. And yeah, like... Um, a comment that just popped up now. Sweden's number one. We we we, we discussed this on the uh, was it on the post match or just before? Yes. Yeah, right. um, Sweden needs to be looking at him because he's just unreal. How, how have we got him? How was your fifth choice at Leicester when we picked him up? <laughs> and, and now we've got him. Yeah. That's another thing as well. Taylor, get talk to Victor, get him to sign that extension because we want to keep him because he's yeah. fantastic. Yes, agreed. Hundred percent agreed. Make anything to add? No. Well, you can't go to that, can you? Sweden's Not number really. one, Belgium's number one, top man, top top man. Um, the penalty shout in the second half for for Huddersfield, Mick. Um, at the time, it was nailed on. At the, at the time, we all looked at each other. Everybody around us, we all sort of just looked at each other and went, "It's a pen, that, isn't it?" Um, and I was I was certain it was a penalty, but it turns out it's probably the right decision. And it's probably a really, really good decision from the referee. Uh, there's no probably about it, is there? I've not watched it back. There's, he has absolutely nailed that one, referee. Absolutely nailed it. Um, whether he knows that he's nailed it is another matter. Because some of his decision-making elsewhere throughout the afternoon was, was unfathomable. But anyway... Give you uh, a 
Yeah, he did give me an eight. Yeah, um, it, he's nailed that one. And and to be to be fair, it's probably a booking if anything. Uh, it's it's a, it's a really really embarrassing attempt to 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 win a free kick to win a penalty. I mean, he's he's not only has he as he as he wrapped his leg around uh, Cohen Bramall, he had a look first to see where he was going to put his leg to wrap it around him. You know, it yeah. was just embarrassing. Really, really embarrassing. You know, some of them, some of these these penalties were a bit iffy, you know. Well, maybe it is, maybe we're looking for it, maybe it weren't, I don't know. That that was just clear-cut, a clear-cut dive for me. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, it was just, I, I, I don't see how there's, I, I personally can't see how there can ever be any debate that that might possibly be a penalty because it isn't not agreed. in any world. Agreed. I think most people are agreed. Um, that one, yeah, like he just took his back leg back looking for it twice. He gave his bells feel well, kicks the back of that one's yeah. leg. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, that's absolutely right. It's twice, and it was the second time he kicked him when he had to have a look where they were going to kick him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what, mm. what are you doing? Just, the, the ball at your feet. You've got the ball at your feet and the goalkeeper in the net. That's it. You ain't got no else. Why? why mm. Go for goal, man. <laughs> John, John Morell says it's not from the referee's praise, but John Morell says in real time it looked nailed on how the ref saw the guy leave his leg in the heat of the moment and gave the right decision was quite impressive. Uh, there's two options: you can choose to believe the referee gave it correct decision and saw it, or you can choose to believe he bottled it. I'll leave it up to you. Um, <laughs> it got the decision right, and that's the most important thing in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, I don't understand what Scar on about saying it's a nailed on penalty. No, it is, no, it's not. The the um, the attacking player is instigating the contact. If anything, Bramble's done well not to kick him back. You know, if someone's trailing leg and he's kicking him back at leg, you're going to, in like a heat of the moment thing, you are going to try and swing for it and clear the ball. But Bremel's been very smart. He's not gone for it. He's just muscled the player off. Players sort of hooked his foot round Bremel's calf and then gone, oh, he's yeah. touched me. It's a penalty. Um, the replays did help, I think. Um, but if the ref's got that right by seeing the trailing leg, fair play, well done. If he's just Absolutely. guessed... Then also well done. Which <laughs> um, <laughs> is guessed the right way. Yeah, exactly. But I think as well he's listened to his linesman because the linesman didn't flag mm. either. True. So maybe it's the linesman that's seen uh, the trailing leg and the referee hasn't, and Sky didn't pick up on that because they just said all oh, the referees blocked and you know the other. Maybe Linus told him no, it's not a foul trailing leg. Yeah, possibly. It can be as quick as that. Mm. Um, but yeah, Victor would have saved it anyway. Right. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Uh, Stuart Humphrey says we still need a proven score. Goal scorer Ronnie Moore said that on Radio Sheffield. Potentially, but we've got Georgie Kelly. Yeah, can I just uh, interject on that one? Um, valid comment, Stuart. Yeah, valid comment. But I've just done a quick working out on Georgie's uh, average league goal per minute. <laughs> I've just done this. Crazy. Yeah, uh, and Georgie averages a league goal every 60.3 minutes. <laughs> so, in terms of goal average per minute, he's averaging a goal every single game he's played. He just hasn't played a full game in the league yet. So, yeah. is that impact sub? Potentially. Um, yeah, so, George is our goal scorer this season. Him, him and Chair up front, the only reason that hasn't been done yet is because it's almost illegal um, mm. to have 
that strong of an Irish front line and it might give Ireland ideas who might then call up Georgie and then he might go somewhere else. So, you know, smart smart tactics. Keep him on the bench. Let him just score goals quietly. Score goals quietly and off we go. <laughs> Apparently we've got going here saying there was a camera angle behind the referee who was unsighted, but he still got it right. That's all that's important. He got it right. Um <laughs> The negatives from you from yesterday are that Chio has done his hamstring. We don't know how long that's going to be. We'll, uh, there's a press conference, I assume, with Monday, end of the Tuesday game. I wonder if we're, I'm hoping we'll get more more information on that one. Um, it sounds a bit down about it, to be honest with you, Matt Taylor. So I'm not. I'm worried that's going to be a you know out to the World Cup job, but we'll see. He did, um, he did say in his interview it was a tightening of the hamstring rather than a, a tear or a, or a or a pull or anything like that. That's that. I think he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he used the, the term tightening rather than anything else. So fingers crossed mm. it might not be too bad. Yeah. Um, he also mentioned that one of the reasons Norton Cuffy didn't come on, I, I was one of the ones screaming for Cuffy to come on the last 10 minutes. He had a tightening of the hamstring, I think on Thursday, I think he said. Um, so it was just saving him whatever he could save him and again you've got Wes there so it's not it's not necessarily a problem we just lacked a bit of pace didn't we uh, which Cuffy would have given us but he was basically injured um, Peter Kiosos took a knock to his ankle played 45 minutes first game back took a knock to his ankle again he didn't give any time frame for that but hopefully that's not uh, there's nothing nothing serious there uh, in terms of that um, any other injuries that's the um, I can think of. So who, who we've got injured? We've got Bramall, Chio, um, sorry, um, Kioso, and Kioso, and, and then I think Peltier got took off as a precaution, yes, as well. But for me, we've uh, Kioso's the only real one that's like, you know, he said he's took a knock and he's got mm. another bit of time out, which is un- really unfortunate for Kioso. Um, but the other ones just sound like little niggly things. And I think Mac Taylor even said, we're just not going to risk them. You know, yeah. we've got the uh, the support in those positions, so we just won't risk them, which I think is quite smart. Mm-hmm. Um, Shea has been sent down to a specialist in London um, for that to have a bit, get looked at, which again is a precaution because they don't want it flaring up into something worse, which again is quite smart from Taylor there. Well, especially he's doing before Chew, hasn't he? He's yeah. Yeah, and then we know on coffee. I think that precaution is because he's a young lad, they don't want it to be a serious thing and push it because then that could impact his career later on, which again is mm. very good. Um, um, what's the word? Uh, conditioning, very good yeah. conditioning, if that's the case. Um, so yeah, all, all smart things. I'm not too worried because they've not outright said it's a tear, which is good, it's just a bit of tightness. So I don't know, it might have sent to Chio to do a bit of yoga in London. I don't know. Um, but as long as it fixes it, then it's all right. Yeah. Um, now this all bit, bit of leads quite nicely. So Nicholas Skidmore says, apart from Lindsay. Now, Matt Tillerson is post-match. This moves into the Stoke game that he had basically been told not to play on medical advice because the stitches round his mouth. Um, understandable. That's mm-hmm. not a problem. I get that. But Oli Rathbone <laughs> is now suspended for Tuesday. Obviously, picked up a book. We, we, we all said he was going to get booked. He got booked. Um, Here's this... the question from me though: the, His fifth booking in the EFL Cup, do they actually count towards it, or is it purely league yellow cards? Well, now you're gonna ask me. I think they count towards. <laughs> I, will, I will, I will, I will check this because nobody. No, you're right. Nobody did mention this, did they? No, nobody on commentary or anything else mentioned this. Uh, yeah, he, got, he did get booked against Port Vale. Okay, we will need to investigate that. 
Right, drum roll saying Rathbone four according to Sky. Yeah, so that that's his league four. Um, they used to count together, didn't they? Mm-hmm. He did use the count all, all, all the all because it's an EFL competition, so it should the, the should only count. It, the only one it doesn't count in is the EFL trophy because it factors yeah. in the Premier League teams. Um, we will look into a good that. question whilst we're live. Dear me. No, no. Here we go. All Rathbone's fine for Tuesday. Uh, accumulating Just, 5, 10, 15, or who gets 20 cards anyway in, in league matches? Oh, Rathbone, all... oh, Rathbone. <laughs> uh, accumulated yellow cards in cup competitions are treated separately and is an automatic bank competition. There you go. Uh. Complicated rules. So ignore what I just said. Other Rathbone's going to play on Tuesday. If he gets booked on Tuesday, which he will. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Lindsay will come in on Saturday. Um, if Rathbone was out, I think that may have pushed Jamie Lindsay to come back earlier, mm. but it's irrelevant now, isn't it? <laughs> there we go. Um, so what do we think about lineup, Danny? What changes do you think of, of, the, of the players that played? Only Peltier came off with a minor, minor strain, uh, but I suspect he's one of those players like Woody that might need managing. So we might see a change or two in defense, possibly with maybe Humphrey's getting his first start on Taylor. Yeah, I think that's um, one of the more logical solutions. Um, I think then I don't know. As Taylor looked at the uh, the Blackburn game, and that's why Hall was pushed wider and he brought Wood in. Mm. You know, that's the thing he has to factor in. Um, but yeah, I think Humphreys. If, if Wood is to come out of the team, then yeah, I would bring Humphreys in easily. Uh, it depends on how severe or how much conditioning Peltier needs. That's the next factor he needs to consider. Um, yeah, it can it can bring Wes further back in as well. Um, if Chio is all right, or if he decides to play Norton Cuffey, either or. Um, yeah, I think I think Humph- Humphreys needs to stay on that. Um, if if he is to come on, he needs to stay on that left hand side mm. on that side of the experienced defender. Could even chuck McCart in as well if he wants to play Humphreys right instead of left. Uh, that's an option as well. Um, we've got options. Yeah, it? That, that's the main thing. We've got options. I'm not overly overly worried if uh, Woody does decide to have a rest on Tuesday because it is a big run in and we don't want to lose him post World Cup to an injury. Even though Beardley Richard doesn't get injuries. So that <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, need a, I need a separate box to put quids in, don't I? That's going to be the yeah, jinx yeah. in it box. <laughs> um, yeah. We said that about Michael Smith. He didn't get injuries, and he didn't until he got joined Chef sure. Wednesday, which is quite funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, be right. Be right. We've got Humphreys. He'll yeah. sort it out. Um, Jake the Snake Gaming is Jamie McCart injured or not? Because it baffles me. He hasn't started a game yet. Really strange, Mick, isn't it? Jim McCart's not getting lucky. He was on the bench, so I assume he's not injured. Yeah. Or, or, but not Guffey was injured, but on the bench. Um, it's very strange, isn't it, that we're not seeing anything of McCart. Are they, it clearly don't fancy him. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, you know, Akeem Adolphin came on for... Probably, was that his first appearance this Minute. season on, on Saturday? He played a cup, I think. Uh, at, at league appearance, I mean. Uh, you know, Talaji Bowler is 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 missing in action at the moment uh, with Jamie McCart. I don't know. Maybe they've gone out. He's injured again, Bowler. 
Oh, is he injured again? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the what the the thinking is there. Maybe maybe we're still in the process of trying players out, and 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 the manager getting getting used to what's happening. I don't know. I don't know. You you're right. One for future. This young lad. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, ref watch. Now I teased this last week. Now I will caveat this by saying that the FL website, when, when the game, when they announced that the Tuesday referees at the same time, so the Tuesday ones can sometimes change. But according to the FL website, uh, it's Gavin Ward. Uh, <laughs> Gavin Ward's back. Um, God. So, yeah. He's, he's already given us a penalty this season against Birmingham, which we yeah. missed. Um, our record with Gavin Ward in charge is actually quite good. Uh, we've won three of our last four games that he's refereed. The only game we lost was the Barnsley game, uh, which he, you know, basically handed to Barnsley. Um, so we may be, other, yeah. Well, I'm saying we may be a bit of a disservice, but I don't think we are. But anyway, Gavin Ward's referee. Cheer up, Mick. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll wait. It, it was on the Birmingham game, it was inconsistent, but it got most of the big decisions right. And we know he's a bottler, isn't he? So he's, he's, I don't think he's going to give a dodgy penalty against us, touch us the wood. Um, That's a great yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, he, 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 he don't give dodgy penalties, does he? He gives them all the way. The worse the injury, the, 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 the opposite way he gives the flipping free kick or foul, isn't it? So, um, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I can't believe Matt, we're only in October and I've already got to the stage where I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> it comes to the fact, this time last year, if we told me I got Gavin Ward, I'd have been on my soapbox screaming and shouting and bawling. Whatever. Whatever. You know, hopefully it means we won't get in for the rest of the season. I mean, that's a stupid thing to say, I know, but... Pretty stupid, yeah. You know, the whole game is Gavin Ward. Yeah, they might just think, yeah, you know, they've had him twice now. Let let, let somebody else have him. They won't. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, but decent enough record. Our record against Stoke uh, is okay. We've won one our last six games. The last win came in 2005. We don't, not a team we've played that much to be honest with you in recent history. Uh, our record at the Bet365 is decent. I think we lost the last one in lockdown. Other than that, I think we've not lost in a couple of before then. So, not a terrible record, unlike it was against uh, Huddersfield, which we broke. Um, yeah. Moving forward, let's talk about the forwards, Danny. Andrew Barlow says, did we really miss Chio? Thought the team looked more balanced without him. I thought so, which then makes it interesting what you're going to do on, on Tuesday. Do you say, right, Kelly was brilliant when he came on. Ignore his goal. He was brilliant when he came on. He was mobile and everything else. Or do you say, right, Eves is improving. Keep him going. And he is, in theory, going to keep and keep improving. And he's got. A, we know he's got a goal in him. It's just extracting it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, but have you noticed that Taylor's ever slightly tweaked how we play? Um, I noticed this with um, oh, it's it's our um, Estonian friend into who runs the Russian rugby United stuff. Um, Yeah, that's the one. He um, he analysed it, and you can see Wiles is slightly more advanced than the rest of the midfield, so it has turned into 
uh, a three four one two in, in attack certainly. Mm. Um, and I think that system suits Chio more because um, that's how he played at the end of um, end of last season, and he did play very well as a bit more of an advanced player. But it also utilizes the fact that yes, Tom Eaves is playing a bit better, and he's still an aerial threat from set pieces because of his size, basically. But that system seems to suit on the on the floor play more because it's a definitely build up play midfield with that attacking triangle of the three midfielders, and then push it out wide, and then it comes back in, or you you bring it back into the middle from an out wide triangle. And then work it through the defence that way because that's how we did it for, for Washington's goal. And mm. then Kelly's was the, um, the the attacking triangle and the ball into the box. Um, so if we are playing it more on the ground, which is Matt Taylor's way of football, I think he's putting Eves in purely for championship experience. Um, and I think that system will probably suit Ogbeni and possibly Kelly up front, or maybe Washington and Kelly up front more than it would Washington and Eves. But for the time being, I do think it still will be Washington and Eves at start because of where George's head is at the minute. And he just wants to crack on and work on his own his own game and then come on as the impact sub, which is his own self-admission. Mm. Um, so I, I do think it'll be Washington and Eves at start, depending on how Chio is. I think he's there well, yeah. the way Matt Taylor will play it. Mm. Yeah, there's a thing I always see Kelly and Eves make. Uh, I, that'd be very harsh on Washington to drop him, but that... That'd be a defender's worst nightmare seeing those two coming to jump at you. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Depends how um, how robust Stoke are at the back, don't it? As to uh, yeah. as to who we start. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I, I suspect it'll be the same starting front two, and probably the same starting eleven. To be fair, um, with the unless there's any injury concerns, although we might we might look at a bit more pace out wide, either side or both side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If Cuffy's capable of that, mates, I think we'll see Cuffy start instead of instead of Wes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll keep Wes in somewhere else, but. I, I, You'd be stupid not to play Norton Cuffy if he's fit. You'd be really stupid not to. Um, yeah. And similar, presumably Bramwell, if he can fit in it, get ninety minutes into him. I think it's a good. I think it's a good game um, to try and get in and in and around him. Uh, John Morell says Stoke are under Giants. We've got Aidan Flynn, who's seven foot, pit fat, seven foot there. Perfect. Let's get let's get pace in there. Let's get pace in and around. We know the big lads don't necessarily like it at this level, especially. Um, Bloody hell! I didn't know Stoke had Dwight Gale up front for the last game. Yeah, he's been terrible, though, hasn't he? Oh, fair enough, then. I, I, I think I've read somewhere that he is having a terrible start to the season. Yeah, um, he'll change that. Tuesday, don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Jeremy Simpson says he's will get his first goal on Saturday, which will be against Hull, his former club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really stars, yeah. that one, isn't it? Yeah. And there'll not be any change to midfield three. Injury permitting, there's no point talking about midfield three, is there? Because he's not going to no. change anything. Um, unless it, there's it, any injuries. It, it's quite interesting looking at Stokes' uh, last starting 11. Um, they actually play the same system that Matt Taylor's trying to employ, the 3 4 1 2 formation. So if that's the formation Matt Taylor utilises, he also knows how to break down his own plan effectively. So he know, then knows how to counteract that. Um, but Stoke put in a very strong performance in their last game. There are a lot of sevens on this list and they're all at the back and all in midfield bar one. Um, so yeah, it should be a very interesting matchup because it'll be the same system against the same system. And mm. maybe we need a big man like Eves to go up against Phil Jagielka. You know, that, yeah, he, he's um, at the base of Stokes' back line and he got an assist and a goal in their last game. Um, or, is, or, or is that last season? No, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so he's like at the heart of their defence. So maybe a big man like Eves could make it a real battle and then the little off-runner nips in, whether that's Washington or Kelly, we'll wait and see. But I could see Eves having a, a good contest with Jagielka, Washington off the shoulder, Maybe even a similar goal to what he scored against Huddersfield. Mm. Yeah. Uh, John Merrill sort of takes words straight out of my mouth. Stoker starting to turn around with Alex Neal, do the world to come away with the point. If, we all know Alex Neal is a good manager when the circumstances are right. Uh, and like I said, they are starting to turn it around, unfortunately. Uh, but also, we. So we'll see. Um, any other mentions on selection before we move on? I think we'll pretty much agree it's going to be nearly unchanged. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Predictions. None of us got the prediction right. We all predicted a win, but none of it, nobody went 2-1. We went for the clean sheet. Uh, Mick, have you learnt your lesson? What are you going to predict for Tuesday? Uh, I'm going for 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Cool. I am going to go for nil-nil. Ball draw live on Sky. It's written in the stars. Uh, Danny? Now, you see, I'm, in a, I'm in a little bit of an impasse with this, lads. Because every game I've recorded on Sky... We've won. <laughs> and that goes back to that with Chef Wednesday, Ipswich, uh, Wembley, Gillingham, and now Huddersfield. So that's five from five recordings on Sky that I, that we've won when I've recorded. Oh, you've already it. set the record then? I am setting it to record on Monday night, so I remember. Uh, so I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. First away win at season. I like it. Like it, but take us to what twenty one points mm-hmm. from fifteen games. Dreamland um, that for mm-hmm. us. The dreamland that. Point just absolute dream. Um, John Simpson says one one. Noel Jordan one one. Jamie says one nil. First away win. Same as Danny. Uh, Kim Hayward one one. Amy Woolhouse says one nil. Miller's pinching the last fifteen. Uh, Quackler says one one. John Morell says think they nick it one nil. Our way form is a bit of a concern. True. Paul Brock says 1-1 as well. Tobias with the positivity we all needed and goes 2-0. Thank you very much, Tobias. I can always yes, Tobias. To go positive, I like it. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, let's see how it goes. We, 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 are now, we now need a point a game to get to 50 points. That's where we are. Point a game gets you to 50 points. Point a game gets you survival. We probably don't need that amount of points, to be honest with you. Um, but that's where we are. If we can find ourselves on 21 points, after Tuesday, then we've got a whole on Saturday. We're in 
the worst form they've been in a long, long time. This running game starts to look a bit kinder, doesn't it? Um, don't know. Don't know. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Yeah, we'll, so, have, to see. we'll have to see with that. I mean, it's about building that gap at the moment between us and the, the, the third bottom. That's 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 purely what it's about, isn't it? So, cut a few adrift is is the ideal world. Mm. You know, if three get cut adrift, then we don't matter. Fifty points might not even be relevant, you know. So John Rell says forty-five. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. right. I think forty-five is more is is probably better. It seems um, to be over recent months, uh, recent seasons, doesn't it? Yeah, fifty is a guarantee. But yeah, then I think yeah. realistically, you can probably go less than that. Mm. Um, yeah. Thank you all for joining. Amy Wallace says thank you guys. Always listening on a Sunday night. Keep up with the work. Thank you very much. It's been thank a pleasure. You. We've gone for a very long time, but we won, so we wanted to. <laughs> we spent 20 minutes praising Dan Barlaster, to be honest with you, so that's, yeah. that's why. When you put the highlights out, you'll have to tag him in it, and oh. Alison. <laughs> we will, yeah. I'll tag, <laughs> I'll tag it when you tell Alison to get him to sign the contract. Yes, thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you all for being involved. If you haven't already, please do subscribe on the YouTube channel, um, and if you listen audio early. Please subscribe to audio on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Please do subscribe. We will back. We'll probably do a post-match uh, Twitter space on Tuesday. All this is a slightly later kickoff. We'll keep an eye on that because it's an eight o'clock kickoff, and we work. <laughs> so we'll see about that one. Um, <laughs> Danny, safe journey to safe journey to Stoke. Words got out there. <laughs> yeah, thank thank you. It should be a, a good bus going to Stoke. There is still space if anyone wants to book it on last minute. Um, just make sure you've got your card details ready because uh, it's nearly time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick, always an absolute pleasure. I said that. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been fun, everybody. It's always better when we win. Uh, we will back to the podcast on Thursday evening live on YouTube, Friday morning for the audio podcast as we look ahead to Hull City through this marathon run of fixtures. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Up the Millers. Bye. Rebel, vicious, but brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. <laughs>